Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Say Word with Kev. I'm here with a really good friend of mine. We go way back. His name is Barnesh. He's doing a lot of things right now. He's up to a lot of things. We actually haven't talked to each other in a really long time. So I'm really, really excited to have him on the show and, uh, you know, see what's up with him. So, uh, hey man, Barnesh, thanks for being on here, dude. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Perfect. It's perfect. Kev. Man, nothing's popping, really. I'm just talking to you right now. That's all I really care about. Um, man, dude, it's been a long time. Uh, I heard that you're working at a few jobs right now. You're doing a lot of things. And, um, you know, myself, I, I definitely have, like, an entrepreneurial mindset, too. So uh, I can't go a day without, like, a side hustle or I'm doing a lot of things. So, man, just tell me about, you know, what you've been doing and uh, a few of the things you've been doing on the side, man. Yeah, so... You know, start working full time. So I work at a bank. Name I'll leave out just for you know, just in case. But uh, yeah, do that. Uh, like standard nine to five, more like four to twelve essentially. But like after that, you know, I'm on Twitch streaming, trying to try to make a side hustle out of that. Sweet, sweet. So how's so? I actually don't know much about Twitch. So like, what what is Twitch and like, how do you even make money on Twitch? So Twitch is like a, uh, originally Twitch was a streaming platform for any type of game, but it's starting recently to start branching out into other type of avenues. So like one of the most popular categories on Twitch right now is just talk or just chatting, which is essentially what we're doing right now. So on yeah. that, uh, on that category is a bunch of podcasts, uh, bunch of people just like chilling and watching shows like watch parties and stuff like that which came like super popular with like the whole you know COVID-19 thing that COVID, started yeah. yeah so like that became like a really popular category that people do it's like really interactive uh but essentially like what it is is just like you have a host so like say like you and me right now we're hosting right and then the audience would be our twitch chat mm-hmm. so people would um support the streamer by essentially like donating money to keep the platform going or uh subscribing which is like hey like you like the content and uh you want to support the person creating it and then subscribing you get like a bunch of like subscriber perks like mainly like emotes that you can use in chat or whatever you yourself create for the chat to use for say it's like sometimes they'll subscribe and get like a shout out or something like that on the stream right yeah so is twitch is the business model on twitch sort of like the plan for monetization like uh you know, a specific amount of money, X amount of dollars per head that's tuning into like the watch party, you know, like, are you making money off every viewer yeah. or is it like, is it similar to like YouTube's monetization plan where it's like, you know, these huge YouTubers are making millions of dollars off their videos with millions of views, you know, is there like some kind of correlation there or? Yeah. So it depends on how big you are. Right. So like for me personally, like I'm starting out, I don't get shit. My, uh, my, my, uh, average watch, like I get paid based on, uh, ad revenue that gets played on my channel Yeah. and then based off how many people watch it and how long they watch before I get paid, uh, X amount on that, uh, ad. And then basically other are the other forms of monetary income are donations and subscriptions, yeah, which yeah. also get taxed heavy. So like, uh, primarily people would use uh paypal so you link paypal to twitch and then whatever they donate gets sent through paypal into like your paypal wallet and that's how most people do like yeah the uh it's like a direct deposit goes to your paypal right but paypal takes a cut of whatever you do and twitch takes a cut of whatever you, you get 
when you're starting out, Twitch takes like 40%. So like, oh, a $5 subscription, I'd probably get three bucks, right? That's not uh, the worst I've ever heard though, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, not bad because you're starting out, right? Yeah. You don't, they don't have much incentive to give you all of that because yeah. they're not making much for what bandwidth you're using on their platform, right? Right. But say like one of the bigger personalities, uh, Shroud is really big on Twitch. He's like a uh, FPS type gamer. He's been playing like CSGO and like Call of Duty and shit since he was like 10. He's insane. Like if you watch his reflexes, he's not human. This man looks like he's an actual like AI playing the game because the way he snaps onto people is, is nuts. This, but, this guy sounds insane though, man. Yo, dude, the, the montages this man like he doesn't even make montages for himself like his twitch chat or his t- twitch chat like uh makes like clips for him the yeah. clips that you see are like absolutely nuts <clears throat> but he makes i want to say like on a like say for example like the five dollar sub he probably gets like 450 twitch takes like a very minimal amount because yeah. he gets so much people watching him yeah. i think like every twitch stream he does like every day he gets like 50 to 100k people watching him wow that's a lot yeah that's a crazy he got, multiplier right there if you put that into perspective how much money this guy is actually making like yeah it's, it's yeah. he's making at least yeah he's making easy 5k like yeah. five figures per stream yeah. easy yeah that goes to show how how much uh how far clout can get you to be honest <laughs> yeah he's, he's well known in the community too like yeah. him and like a bunch of other people like he's not the only one pulling numbers like that like I'm sure a lot of people have heard of like Ninja. Ninja yeah. makes, I think he's like one of the first multi-millionaires yeah. to do this because like he blew up something fierce like two years ago yeah. when like Fortnite was insane. Man right. makes he he made he's 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 gotta be sitting on at least like twenty mil right now, like easy. So I guess when you when you look at those numbers, right? Like this guy's pulling twenty mil. You know, he's sitting on twenty mil, but pulling an an astronomical amount of money every week. You know, you look at other streamers too. Um, and you mentioned you worked at a bank. Like, do you ever think to yourself, is the goal to climb the corporate ladder or is it to one day, you know, quit the bank and move over permanently to Twitch? Or is the bank just sort of a safety net or is it like a scapegoat for the time being until you figure it out? Because like I noticed with a lot of people with side hustles and a lot of people with like, you know, entrepreneurial goals, the main concern or the main problem is that, you know, they're too scared of failure. They don't want to step out of their comfort zone and go do what it is that they want. And it's that fear that holds everyone back. Whether you succeed or not, is not the, uh, it's not really the main um, idea here. It's not really the main point. The point is to go out and try. And even if you don't succeed, right, you can meet a lot of people on the way. You can gain a lot of valuable skills. And so I guess like, are you looking at, you know, this corporate job as a way to climb the corporate ladder or is it, you know, to, to some, like someday move over to Twitch and pull the same numbers or like, what, what is the mind of Barnett Snaked right now? You know me, man. Like I always play, I've played playing games for a hot minute. Like yeah. if it's something I can make a living off of, I'd rather do that. Right. Yeah. But like in the wide scope of things, I think like people that have like a side hustle that they they have like a nine to five that they do and then they have like a side hustle they do like when they're not working it's not i wouldn't say it's probably because they're scared i think it's because you got shit to pay man if you're doing a side yeah. hustle and it's not bringing enough revenue for you to pay like a single bill like can't 
just focus all in on that. Like you can take the gamble, but like, yeah, I mean, like, that adds that to way, the, right? that, I guess that adds to the fear, man, you know, like not being able to pay the bills, especially if you have a family, right? The fear right. of not being able to put food on the table. It's like one of those things, you know, cause like, man, I've, I've been putting off a few things. Right. And it's like, you know, like I uh, actually created this, uh, this little startup not too long ago. And uh, it's just been in the back burner because uh, there's so much, there's a lot of things going on. And of course, like, you know, with the way the economy is going right now, it's like super shitty. And, you know, if you want anything nice, it's going to take boatloads of money. So, you know, definitely like a huge deterrent in terms of wanting to do, you know, what you love full time. Because I've, man, I've known people that just dropped their job and went straight forward and have been mildly successful. You know what I mean? Right. But like it's 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 like a it's like a coin flip on that one, right? Yeah, like yeah. you either go all in and you find success relatively quickly, or you go all in and then you find yourself down the hole of like debt that you didn't have before. Exactly. And you're still trying to make it work, right? Because yeah. like for streaming, for me, right? Like for you to start streaming, there's a there's a cost gap that you need to make first, right? So like yeah. you need a PC that can handle the load of streaming simultaneously with. Uh, the actual game that you're running right if your game looks like shit you're probably not going to get as much people watching you if so like enough, enough cores, of your game. so enough cores enough ram enough cpu like good gpu right like yeah. you can't you can't be playing a game at like low settings yeah and then yeah. streaming that for people right because like yeah. it's not always about like the gameplay or the game like the way it looks per se but like your personality can be a way that you draw people in like if you have a very magnetic personality people want to watch you regardless of what you're playing right? Which is what a lot of popular streamers have success for. They either fit into one or two categories, right? They're either super magnetic personality-wise, where like whatever they say is just very interesting to listen to, yeah. or they have a very good voice to listen to, right? Or they're insane mechanically. They, they play games at a level that's not common. They're like the 0.01% of this like niche, right? And then that's why you, people watch them. But like, for me, like to get into streaming, I didn't think of doing it to start. It's just, I happened to upgrade my computer with like a three, let's say four figure setup. I yeah. like mid four figure setup. Yeah. And I'm just like, Hey, look, I'm doing this anyway. Cause it's my hobby. I might as well try to do it. Cause yeah. I can do it now. Right. But yeah. like, that's not viable for a lot of people to get into. And that, that applies to any side hustle. If you make a business on the side, there's, there's a cost cost sunk that you need to go into first before you can even become or even hope to be profitable yeah you start like a small business like a restaurant or something you gotta buy um furniture you gotta you have to establish um there's a lot uh, of capital you gotta put up yeah a lot of capital you gotta put up you gotta establish like uh merchants that you can buy a product from you have to right get all the machinery the equipment you need to hire staff where's that money gonna come from right (laughs) well well, yeah, like I, I totally get that, right? And a lot of people go into huge amounts of debt uh, in the attempt of trying to get that going, right? Like the loans that the banks are giving out, right? I, or whether it's uh, from, you know, I don't know how often this happens nowadays, but like from loan sharks, um, that's more in the States. But um, a lot of people going into huge amounts of debt for uh, businesses that, um, that are failing. And man, some people just don't do enough research, you know, like the business idea that they have or whatever they want to do, is just not relevant anymore. You know, like right. if you want to go and open up, let's say 
this is like the most drastic case, but let's say you want to go open up like a, a DVD rental store. Like that's going to get no customers, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like whoever thought that that was going to be successful is just insanely like out of their mind. Either it's, it's a lack like, of fundamental, fundamental understanding of like what's yeah. popular right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been going pretty good, I guess, then for you with the uh, whole nine to five and then Twitch. Yeah. I, I can't say for sure. Like what the, what the uh, expected plan here is. Cause like yeah. I'm very unpopular on Twitch person. Let's say I'm still starting out. I don't have much of a community right now. We're, we're trying to build it up, but you got a good. It's a, it's a slow grind, right? Come on, a, bro. Yeah, I I can attract people. Like once I, once Dude, people tune funny, in to watch, I keep people through, right? You're a funny guy, man. Come on, you're a funny guy. Right, but like the problem is, is like getting out there, and right? people need to like find my stream in the midst of like thousands of people, and then the people that do end up watching that are like random, I keep seeing them recurring here and there, right? So I get like recurring people that randomly tune in. Problem feel, is getting yeah. people to watch, right? It's a long, like, grind process of getting people to start tuning into you. And until that kind of happens, like, Twitch isn't, like, profitable per se. So, like, that's what the 9 to 5 is for, right? If I feel like, I show. feel like, yeah, I feel like it almost have to be controversial to get that attention. It's like whatever you need to do to get that spark at the beginning and then, you know, ride off those coattails. Right. Some people get lucky. So like they get hosted by like big personalities or bigger personalities. So like a popular thing that happens on the platform is called the rating, which is um, when a bigger channel will send all their viewers to another smaller stream because their their stream is about to get uh, cut off for the night. So they're going to go to sleep or whatever. So they'll send all their viewers to a, a lesser viewed channel. And then give them that uh, one night support. And then those people will watch your stream. And then it's like, hey, look, this guy's pretty cool. Maybe I'll tune in next time he streams himself, right? Some people get really lucky. They get that early on in the Twitch career. I haven't gotten rated yet. I've gotten rated by friends. So, like, I've gotten, like, 15, 20 people to, like, tune in my stream. Yeah. But uh, one of my friends, like, he got super lucky early on. He got rated by, like, someone that had, like, 400 viewers. And then that really? kind of, like, coasted him by for a, a while. So uh, he saw, he's since it. stopped streaming. He stopped streaming, essentially, is why. But he was pulling, like, 30 people a night, right? And that's that's a pretty good average. Like, 30 people a night will put you relatively high up in the list of uh, recommended channels. That, But that's actually surprising because 30 doesn't seem like a huge number, right? And there, and there seems to be a lot of entropy in, like, the gaming market space anyway. So, like when you're saying someone needs to be lucky, you know, there doesn't seem to be any fixed set of attributes that this person should have to be lucky, I guess. Yeah, it's, um, I think, okay, like, so, like, there's two different ways to, like, two, uh, this is personal opinion, right? So, like, when, when you stream on Twitch, right, you have face cam. So, like, I find a lot of people that watch, like, a lot of, like, the, a lot of the higher yeah. up people are very attractive people, right? No shit. For, that's like, they're, yeah. so, like, the more attractive you are, obviously, the more people you're going to pull in just by, like, the thumbnail. Because, like, when you search for streams to watch, you see, like, a little snippet of what's currently happening in the stream. So, you see their face cam, you see what game they're playing, and, like, a, like a, it's basically, like, a screen grab, which you see when you, like, go through the category, like, uh, the channel 
recommendation for the category. Gotcha. And then, like, the more attractive you are on the thumbnail, it's like, hey, look, this guy's kind of cute or this girl's kind of cute. Like, maybe I'll tune in for that, right? And then that'll generate a click for you, right? Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a face cam. I don't, I don't have a webcam on the setup to begin with. So it wasn't just, one of the, wasn't one of the things catfish. I thought of, right? You should just catfish people, I swear. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that's not going to work out Ima- for anyone that does that. <laughs> imagine the face someone has when you take that catfish picture away and it shows, like, <laughs> just this dude... Just fucking sitting in his room. So this this fucking Tamil dude just sitting in his room, just catfishing everybody. <laughs> That's not gonna work out for most people, man. Vanakam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But like that generates views, right? Yeah. So like oh, that's no all. Doubt. No doubt. And then like you know the, the the catchy title or the interesting title that you know you might put in there that might like catch people's eyes. Like what I was doing for a while was I'd put like. Uh, shower thoughts in my titles it'd be like random shit that i think okay. of and just put it on my titles and be just like yo we're getting real stuff. sensual bro <laughs> no 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 no. it's like shower thoughts no nah, shower thoughts shower man no nah, no nah, shower thoughts being like random shit you think of right? nah don't so, lie don't lie nah, you nah, think nah, about like, random stuff when you're you know with the Oh man, but, no, but no. define but define random thoughts though. Like, what's an example of a random thought? So, so like funny shit, right? So like, right. your stomach thinks all potatoes are mashed. What do you think about it, right? Like, all all of the food that, products I eat are potatoes. When it gets down there, it's <laughs> mashed potatoes, bro. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting thought, man. Like, shit. Yeah, all potatoes are technically sma- uh, mashed. It, well, it's like that when it gets down to your stomach anyways. So. Exactly. You might as well eat it mashed, right? And then you just put like random shit like that. And then people see that. It's just like, yo, yeah. I, I kind of fuck with that. Let me, let, me, let me tell them what I think about that. Let me see what this guy's up to. <laughs> yo, and I, for the longest time, like I'd get like random people tune in like at random points during my stream. And it's like, you know, you're fucking right. Yeah. Your stomach does think it's fucking mashed. <laughs> so that's, that's actually interesting, man, because like, you know, A, you either got to be super controversial, two, you can be attractive, or three, you can have something that makes you stand out, you know, and, and like, obviously, the mash thing is one of those things, but, you know, just a funny quote and things like that. Right. It's, it's, it's like what catches people's eyes, like, on a first glance, right? Because, like, there's always that saying that people say is, like, when you find dine with food, you eat with your eyes first, and then... Yeah. like what the actual meal is right so yeah. people always gravitate to the thing that catches their eye first so whether that's uh, how attractive the streamer is or like yeah. what the um the cover of the book looks like per se right like when you go to a bookstore yeah. like you, you you automatically gravitate to like the catchy cover right that just catches right. your eye awesome yeah and you know i guess speaking about work and speaking about you know side <laughs> hustles for people that don't know a little bit of context, uh, you know, me and you, we used to be on the wrestling team back in high school. And um, it, I, yeah, a lot of funny memories there. But I think the thing that I took away from it was just the amount of discipline that it was able to embed inside me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, waking up at 530 in the morning to make it to school for 6am. Then, you know, we would have three hour practices and then like an ice I like a freezing shower right after that and then hop into class early in the morning at like 9am. Right. And, uh, 
I honestly want to say that, you know, being through the trenches of wrestling, being, you know, through the hardships of training for so many hours every day and going in and competing with another person that's trying to put you on your head, right, uh, made me, you know, work hard at everything. It kind of translates into every part of your life. Right. And a lot of martial artists, a lot of combat sports or personnel in combat sports, they could testify to this fact that, you know, being in a martial arts uh, discipline or being in a sport where it requires vigorous work and dedication um, helps shape someone as a person. So I guess the question is, like, I wanted, I was wondering with you too, like, did wrestling sort of play any role in, you know, shaping your work ethic or, you know, being able to help you accomplish something that you wouldn't think was possible had you not done wrestling or like, does wrestling have any role or any part of who you are now today or, or like, or is it just like something that you don't even think about? Yeah. Funny shit aside. Like, I think like the only thing I took away from wrestling was just like being able to like, just suck it up and get shit done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause like the, like, like you said, the one thing that sucked was morning practices. Dude, that, that fucking sucks. sucked. That sucked. I got up, I got up at like 5.20 in the morning, and then I'd walk my ass to fucking school because the 32 yeah. wasn't running constantly at that time of the day. Yeah. Right? I had to walk my ass to school for wrestling practice, or I'd have to wake my mom up to drive me to class. Or hey. drive me to practice. And like, at that early in the night, nobody was there, right? You go, you walk into the school, and it's a ghost town half the lights are fucking on no one's there and then you get to the gym and you start hearing people like rolling around and shit like yeah i'm like damn you already here like shit because the, the the funny thing is we weren't even the first ones there to be honest with you like you know and we were like what 14 15 at that time you know yeah, being this is, this is like first year oh, yeah, yeah that's something like that, 14 yeah i mean like and the way that we had to work or else we would get our ass whooped that was something that I took away from that was, you know, just suck it, like you said, man, sucking it up and getting it done because man, did it suck. And what it was very, very, it was something that was very taxing on the body. And at times very detrimental to the motivation and your self-esteem, right? Because a lot of the times in wrestling, if you're not the person that's dominating, you're what's called a rag doll or a, a um, you know, a dummy, right? And what that means is that you're just there for somebody else to practice, right? The focus is not on you. And so these practices are, are very difficult because you're there to just get thrown or you're there to just get taken down and, uh, and take that shit, right? And that's how it was like for a lot of the practices in the first year because we were sort of new and this translates to a lot of things in life. Like if you're new in the workplace, you start at the bottom. If you're new... Um, in a club that you're joining, you know, most you're likely for the start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So, uh, it's good that you took that away and now funny shit, not aside now. <laughs> Holy man. We're so people comfortable with themselves. God damn. Like what the, you know, I think it was like, I think it was our first week of practice. And, and just to, <laughs> just to, just to put it into context, everybody, um, we're not going to name drop. We're not going to do anything, but there were some really comfortable people, way too comfortable for their age. Like I'm telling you, yeah, well, this is we'll a next this, level. 
We'll call them, we'll call them A and B. We'll call a them A and B. A and B, yo. We'll call them A and B. So A and B were like our uh, our our seniors in that club. They they're they're like grade eleven, I think at the time, right? Grade eleven, yeah. something like that. When we're in grade nine, so they're two. They had like three years on us in practice wise, and uh, it was after practice in our like first week. And then after practice, you have to hit the shower. There's no choice. I mean, that's a personal choice too. Like, I don't want to go in smelling like. Yo, but you know. not it, it wasn't even yeah. a personal choice at that point. Cause like, remember, yeah. like, uh, so we had to share mats with the cheerleading team. Right, right. And when you wrestle, we had specific shoes that we'd wear just for practice. Yeah. Yeah. Cheerleaders didn't have that, right? Which, by the way, they're the wrestling mats, not the cheerleading mats. That's what I'm saying. So they should have had their own mats, FYI, just saying. But Yo, so yeah, I'll let we, it slide. I'll let it slide. So our coach would do his best to clean the mats but at the end of the day like they'd still be dirty right like they're not 100 percent sanitized for you to like roll on so it was hardly cleaned we'd clean it and we think it was clean but yeah it was, we think it's clean but it's probably yeah, not yeah but the reason you had to take a shower is because uh because of the dirt on the the mat and you're rolling on the mat for like two hours your face is literally on the mat yeah you you can get a an infection called ringworm i actually got that man i actually got that yeah, yeah. so I was a fucking around with that, bro. Every every practice, I take a shower. I'm not trying to get yeah. none of that. <laughs> and A and B. So for context, there's like a, a a square shower that you'd go into from the locker room, and it was a relatively big shower. So it was like 16 heads, something like that. Yeah. And me, Kevin, and one of our other classmates, uh, we would take <laughs> we'd each take a corner of the 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 uh, shower room so we weren't looking at each other face Man, but face. i showered my shorts on let's get yeah, this we, we all, my shorts all three of us shower with our shorts on at no point in our four years of high school did we ever shower without the shorts on <laughs> so me me kevin and our classmate showering in the shower room right each in one corner and then a and b walk into the shower and you know you you have a tendency to make eye contact with someone that's entering your vicinity for a Unfortunately, second. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> All three of us turn around, and I swear to God, it's like those record scratch moments in those movies <laughs> where all three of us just realize we made a really bad mistake because we turn around at the entryway. A and B are like walking in without a towel, nothing. They're just stark ass naked walking into the shower, which makes sense when you're showering at home. But you're, but. Dude, you're like 13, 14, like around that age area. Like, dude, you must have been doing this for a long time to be just walking in there all willy-nilly, you know, all comfortable, right? Like, well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way, right? Um, we were showering. The water was never warm, right? So that shower was freezing cold, right? And at that moment, I totally forgot I was in a cold shower. Let's put it that way. Like, I, I didn't even realize I was in a shower anymore. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And from that point on, man, that, and this happened repetitively. And so, yeah, that, those were the wrestling days. <laughs> Yo, to add on to the context, these showers were not divided, by the way. It was just a yeah. square room where all 16 shower heads were not divided by nothing. You literally yeah. turn around and see the entire room with one spin. And that, that is... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty insane, though. I mean, you would think that there would be like shower. What is it called? Stall. Divider. Yeah, like stalls or dividers. Or like, ones. You, yeah, yeah. Our, our school is yeah. broke ass, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> it actually burned down. 
um, <clears throat> I, I mean, like, I hope and pray to God, like, everything is okay with that school, but, you know. They're trying to rebuild it right now, but yeah. I think uh, they're still, I think, like, uh, our school is still, like, relocated amongst, yeah. like, other schools in the division. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you, what do you think about putting one thing at the, at the main priority? So what I mean by that is for a lot of people, there's only one thing in their life that takes precedent, right? So you think about the most polarizing figures in any industry. So you think about, you know, let's say Elon Musk, right? His goals are centered around human expansion. So colonizing Mars, exploring the galaxy, colonizing the solar system, right? And that's all he thinks about. I think he said in a few uh, interviews that he sleeps in his office and he's a millionaire, right? He, he has a lot of liquid assets. He's, but he's sleeping in the office and working harder than anyone in the game, right? And that's actually something that, you know, him at his position and his point in life, that, that's pretty inspiring. So like, obviously, you know, us, and society in general, right? We like to have fun, we like to have a social life. You know, there's a lot of things that are taking up our time, but like, what are your thoughts on, you know, one thing, one goal, and not even resting until we get there? Because that was sort of what wrestling was, right? Like, the goal for me in, in, in school wasn't to do well in class. That was important, for sure. Uh, mostly, the importance was mostly, uh, um, Embedded in having fun still. Yeah, but the the the, the grades was huh. you know were Asian right? installed you in me from parents. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you can't you can't not do well in the school and then do whatever else you want, right? Yeah. The, the, the was, mantra for like I think like all Asian kids is just like as long as you're doing well in school, whatever else doesn't matter. Exactly, exactly, and <laughs> that that's one hundred percent true. Um, but man, all we thought about was wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. All I thought about was wrestling going to regionals, going to, you know, offset, things like that. And so is this, is this something that's like healthy? Is it, is it beneficial or just like just being a human, enjoying life to an, to an extent, something that's. I think it depends on how old you are. Right. <clears throat> so like, I think like with anything, there's a balance required for you to maintain a good quote unquote life. But at the same time, like, with Elon, he's kind of like the extreme case, right? Because I think like for him, it's not necessarily like a, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like a work project for him. I'd say like for him, that's probably his hobby, right? Yeah. That's something that he made into a work-oriented project. Like he's mm-hmm. a developer at heart or like a yeah, an engineer. engineer at heart, yeah, right? <clears throat> but uh, for him, like making all these like projects, like, like, self-driving cars or like man-made mission or colonization on uh mars right mm-hmm. all of those are like hobby projects for him that he's like blown up grand scale yeah and he's doing like huge things and like for him it's kind of like the satisfaction of knowing that he did it yeah right so like for to t- tie it back like wrestling fucking sucked right mm-hmm. but like you can oh. see difference but what gravitated to us uh, what gravitated <laughs> us to doing something that sucked though is the question because that's weird because the improvement right because you know like struggling through it is gonna suck but every practice you can see visible improvement <clears throat> like right. i remember there's this <clears throat> you know that like action movie uh you get knocked on your back and then you do a roll and land back on your feet yeah 
we would practice that shit for so long and by yeah. the end of the first year i was actually able to do it right we would all be able to do it at the end of the first year because we yeah. put so much fucking work into it mm-hmm. and we'd be able to like get knocked on our back roll off and then like push our push off our hands like land back on our feet right yeah and that shit looks cool as fuck when you do it a <laughs> hundred hundo p man hundo p that looks cool as shit it's super I think difficult i could, I could do it now but a little, little yeah. out of touch but yeah back then like that was the that was a driving factor you just like yeah you made visible gains yeah and so, it was noticeable so is it so i guess like is it more about the gains or the physical improvements doing something that sucked or doing something that you like and not caring about how far you go in that because it is what you like and it makes you happy. You know what I mean? I I guess like it's two ends of the spectrum where, you know, you're doing something you know you don't like, right? It sucks and it's very taxing on your body and it's taking a lot of energy, but the improvement and the goals and the milestones that you hit is very satisfying whether it's to your own psyche, whether it's to your own, uh, you know, your own self-esteem, right? But then there's the other side of the spectrum where you're doing something that you, you love, right? And the, the mere fact that it gives you happiness is solely the only reason and it's enough. Like you don't care if you're like the best at it. You don't care where it takes you. It gives you a sense of relief that you're actually doing it. So I guess there's people at both sides of the spectrum. There's people in the middle, but um, I'm more of, I guess I'm more of <clears throat> the, uh, the other side where doing something that, you know, more so sucks, but being able to get to a certain goal, that's a lot of, that's very gratifying for me anyway, right? So. Right. I think, I think that's like the, like you said, it's like two sides of the spectrum, right? So like for everything you do, you either enjoy doing it from the scratch and then whatever you do in it, you take enjoyment out of it all the time, or mm-hmm. it's something that you know is going to suck to start, but you're going to get the gratification of succeeding once you, you know, put the work in, right? So, like, I think, like, everything you do falls into those two spectrums. Uh, Not to say that those two are immutable, right? Like, you can have a little bit of both. It's like an intersection of Venn diagram, you know? Like, you can do something you love, but still have that goal. Um, But as humans, man, we like to talk about the extremism of things, so shit. (laughs) That is, it is what it is there. We're so. all masochists at heart, man. We, yeah. we, we torture ourselves for whatever reason to get like 10 seconds of gains, right? Yeah. You put in like three hours. feels so good though. Right. You know? Like, I, I think like a lot of people, gym, gym frequenting is a lot more common now than it was from what I've noticed, like back when we are in high school, right? When we are in high school, you, me, and like what, 10 other guys are like the only ones that would go to the gym, right? right? Even our friends weren't going to the gyms at the time, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like now, fast forward, like what, five years when we were like university and stuff, it seemed like everyone started going to the gym around yeah. then, right? And like, I don't know if that's relative to like our age or just like a, a shift in, you know, what's popular. Culture, yeah. Right, but like gym going fucking sucks, man. Like <laughs> you put in what two hours three hours a day of like heavy lifting cardio to get a like three pound difference on what you lift in like a week maybe if that and that's if you don't plateau at some point right yeah and like that's a masochistic behavior but like we all do it and like it's not to say like it's all bad to begin with like it's a good concept to do anyway because that's promoting healthy living 
but just like the effort to put in to do that shit it fucking sucks and i think like a lot of people struggle doing that because they don't take enjoyment out of struggling to make that small game to start yeah. right <clears throat> i feel like yeah i just i definitely feel like it's hard to attribute that to a specific factor just because there's like a plethora of different factors right but i think it's also a big part of it is you know i, I guess you can call it like a, a social dogma like a set of beliefs passed down from social media or like you know some kind of cultural entity whether it's an influencer or you know something like that where you know you have to look this way you have to look that way and at this age you know when everyone is so easily influenced like especially that age group like our age group and you know from like 20 to like 30 or like even before 20 right and uh, that could be like that catalyst to uh to everybody doing a specific trend you know what i mean but right. at the same time you know it, it's hard to really say um and you know like times change cultures change shifts change so it, it's just so many different moving parts but at the end of the day it's just a whole complex of different things and you know i guess like we're just all super difficult to to even comprehend as just as just like humans and stuff so pretty hard to like pinpoint it to like one exact reason i think social media plays a big part into it too it's starting to like <clears throat> before like when we're in high school like that's when like the starting age of like when social media started taking its like first light first steps right yeah and now we're in like a an era where that shit controls all parts of our lives yeah right like it, it doesn't matter who you talk to i'd say like nine times out of ten the person you talk to's got some form of social media one way or the other right yeah, one way or the other uh, one Twitter, way or instagram the other. like yeah it's very rare that you encounter someone that's completely ghost yeah right there is a group of people actually that uh don't have social media right like i know houses, a few people in my life houses to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually started to become a trend too there's, like people no, live out of their cars right but like, the, no but there's actually a tribe in uh i think the islands of somewhere i think india or somewhere around the area oh i know you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that untouched island that untouched island man yeah, they must no be technology living. nothing bro that's like stone age shit that's but, going on over there yeah like, they're thriving like they're and the story and the story is that they could die from a common cold which is uh which is scary to think so right, like anyone visiting just like brings over some shit they haven't seen before it's just like all right imagine they caught COVID. <laughs> guess we're dead now <laughs> imagine they caught covid bro, I, yeah. you know, the, the world would not rest. Can you imagine <laughs> the fucking shitstorm that would start on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that pretty much uh, sums up the time that we have today. Um, again, thank you to you, Barnesh, for being on the show. And uh, thank you to everybody out there that's listening and uh, looking forward to uh, putting out the next episode. Thanks, man, for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.